This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the heavenly. Be seated in heavenly places, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. To be walking in His favor and graces, just like heaven, just like heaven on earth. Good morning. You're listening to Wave 94, Tallahassee, Florida, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ with Servant Marcia. And today the word is, what do we do after Super Bowl? What do we do after rivalry? What do we do after so much gaiety? And are we still living as the Lord would like us to live? I know one thing, wake up, wake up, and let's talk about the Word of God. God took me this morning to think about and pray for Israel, but as I was doing that, he said, there are things that you're not considering. And the question became, are you and I wise? Are we wise in how we build our lives in front of the Lord, how we serve the Lord, how we serve others. And so I went immediately to where the Lord led me. And the first place was Isaiah 28 chapter verse 7. Please get your Bible and let's learn this together and try to understand what is the Lord talking about? After all, we are here on earth. I mean, we all love laughing and having fun, but are we also building while we're here? Isaiah, the 28th chapter, starting at verse number seven, talks about how we have all made mistakes. We have all gotten drunk uh, through wine, through intoxicating drink, and out of the way, um, the priests. The Lord is saying even the priests and the prophets have erred through intoxicating drink. I mean, my family, as we were raised up, we were taught not to drink, particularly if you're serving the Lord. But Isaiah 28 says, our priests and prophet, Israel priests and prophet, are swallowed up by wine. They are out of the way through intoxicating drink. And when you drink intoxicating things, you err in vision, we stumble in judgment. And for that sake, all tables are full of vomit and filth. No place is clean. So I don't know how your Super Bowl festivities were, but did they go overboard? I don't know. Wasn't there. And then the Lord raised a question. He says, whom will he teach knowledge? Mainly talking about the priest and the prophet. If they're drunk or intoxicated, and we're seeing so much in the social media about various pastors and preachers and bishops, the question becomes from the Lord Almighty, whom will he teach knowledge? And whom will he make to understand 
the gospel or the message, especially those that have just been weaned from milk or from the breast. Why? Because precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. But if a priest or a prophet or a pastor or a teacher, evangelist, apostle, if they're drunk or intoxicated, then they will speak with stammering lips, with another tongue, not the tongue of righteousness, and he will speak to these people. And um, anyway, the point is, if we're intoxicated, we cannot really keep Holy Spirit activated inside of us, right? So therefore, hear the word of the Lord. And this is Isaiah now, the 14th verse, 28th chapter. You scornful men, so meaning those in leadership, in the church and also in Israel, who rule these people who are in Jerusalem because you have said, we have made a covenant with death. Wow, it's so interesting the way how God sees things. He sees us so way out, far from us. I mean, because we get drunk or stay drunk or high or altered or whatever it may be, anything that takes you away from being clear-minded, you know, uh, it means that you cannot really serve in the capacity that he would like you to serve but, or you've been called or anointed to serve in. And, and you know, you could be intoxicated with lust, really, or anger or anything that is not of God. But as far as the Lord is concerned, you have made a covenant with death. And with Sheol, you are in agreement. And so verse number 15, Isaiah 28 chapter, it says, um, you've made lies your refuge and falsehoods is what you've hidden yourself under. So therefore, verse number 16, thus says the Lord, God said, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. So whoever believes will not act hastily and God will bring justice. He will make justice the measuring line. Boy, these are kind of like foreign words in today's society. <laughs> you know, justice <laughs> and righteousness will be the plummet. And so um, God also mentions in Isaiah 28, chapter verse 18, that our covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with Shoal will not stand. Okay. And so that's the foundation of what we're talking about this morning. Whether or not uh, we are saying that we're believers, Christians, converted, and then we're also maintaining um a lifestyle where we're participating in things that cause our vision and our purpose uh, not to be clear and for you and I not to operate the way how the Lord has um, ordained for us to operate. Even if we go to Hosea, the fourth chapter, verse one to two, starting there, hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge 
against the inhabitants of the land. Wow, that's a legal, that's a legal complaint. It almost feels like God himself is beginning to bring a charge against those that call themselves Christians believers. A legal charge. Wow. And, and here's the charge. There's no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. So the Israelites were charged by God of swearing, lying, killing, stealing, committing adultery, break all restraint, bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore, the land will mourn when these things happen. Everyone who dwells will waste away. So let's stop for a moment and let's look at the church as we're living today. And we're not saying that all physical churches are living like this. But of course, the news is picking up on the ones that are not living a holy lifestyle, which means set aside or, or pursuing sanctification. And so God himself is bringing a charge against those of us that remain intoxicated. <laughs> wow. And if we go to verse four, it says, let no man rebuke one another. So I don't think that we're supposed to be speaking against one another, you know, individually. For your people are like those who contend with the priests. That's what the Lord is saying in Hosea 4 chapter. You shall stumble in the day, but the prophet also shall stumble with you. <laughs> and then here's a horrible thing that the Lord said to the people of Israel. And I will destroy your mother. I mean, who's the mother of the church? Hmm. Hadn't thought of that. But here's what Israel, here's what the Lord has said in Hosea towards Israel. And I'm just kind of looking at it and seeing this. There's similarities in our life today with the ministry, with the church as we know it. And God goes further in verse number six, Hosea, the fourth chapter said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, I want to say the believers are destroyed for lack of revelation, understanding, comprehension of what Jesus has done. The fact that he gave his life, shed his blood. Not to be a martyr, he did it so that you and I can be reconciled unto the Father and attain or retain or be redeemed, you know, unto the Father, but more importantly, to become operative agents or ambassadors of God on earth, just as he originally intended with Adam and Eve, you know, over there in Genesis when he blessed them as he created them. You know, and, and it was a purpose blessing. It wasn't a blessing just so they can walk up and down and jump up and down in the street in the spirit of joy. It was to take dominion. It was to replenish the earth. It was to multiply. And so that was the purpose of Jesus. You know, at the end of the day, it was to allow those that believe in the Father, believe in God, those that have been converted, to walk as the Father intended Adam and Eve to do. So going back to Hosea 4th chapter, he says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
because you have rejected the knowledge of God, right? Therefore, God said, I will reject you. Oh my God, from being a priest for me. And that's what I'm, I'm like really petrified by that because I view myself as a servant of God and I'm sure you do too. Or maybe you want to be. But I do want you to understand that it's kind of difficult to be a priest, prophet, ambassador for the Lord if you reject him. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. You know, a lot of people today are saying, oh, no, 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 we're not under the law. Oh, well, you're not reading your Bible. Because Jesus said he didn't come to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill the law. When we're under Jesus, we are under a dual condition, dual circumstances, that of the law, but grace prevails. Meaning, if you and I fall short of the law, that distance between performance of the law to sanctification or purpose or holiness with God, that gap is filled by the grace that came with your faith in Jesus. You know, I'm just saying. <sighs> so we cannot forget the law of God, right? We just can't do that. Because um, what here's what happens when we forget the law of God per Hosea, the fourth chapter, starting at seventh verse, it says that God himself will change your glory into shame. We're seeing that all over. I mean, look at like, I don't want to, put names out there, but Kurt Franklin, you know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with dancing. I love dancing, but you know, how do we dance, you know, unto the Lord or when we're representing the Lord and then it comes off like we're more worldly than the world. So here's what the Lord saying, Hosea, they eat up the sin of my people, set their heart on their iniquity and it shall be like people like priests, so God will punish them for their ways, reward them for their deeds. They shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit holotry, but not increase because they have ceased obeying the Lord. And we're seeing this being manifested daily in front of us, particularly in the church of the Lord. Holotry, wine, and new wine. It enslaves the heart. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the same old, same old. And in, uh, in uh, Hosea 4 chapter, that's where we are. My people ask counsel from their wooden idols. So we have people of God going out to counselors who are not even of God. And guess what? You don't see that as a wooden idol, but anything that you put up above the word of God for your counsel, it puts you into a state of holotry. And their staff informs them for the spirit of holotry has caused them to stray. I just said that. They play the harlot against their gods. In the old days, what the Israelites did, they offered sacrifices on the mountains. They burned incense on the hills, on the oaks, and their shade, their, so their daughters committed holotry, their brides, newly brides committed holotry. And, um, 
The Lord said, I'm not going to punish them. I'm going to let them do whatever they want. He said, why? Because even the men themselves go apart with holotry. So therefore, the people who do not understand the law of the Lord will be trampled. I don't know. Is America heading towards that way? So in closing, in Hosea, the fourth chapter, verse 16, the Lord says, for Israel is stubborn like a stubborn calf. Now the Lord will let them forage. Let me run about like a lamb in open country. Don't do you understand what that means? You're a lamb. You cannot protect yourself and God will allow you to just be out there in the open. So any wolf, any beast can destroy you. Father, I pray for America right now. I pray for the believers, Lord. I pray for the church. I pray for the house of God. Pray for the lost, God, that we stop in the middle of our tracks and look up and find you. Father, have mercy upon us. Romans, the first chapter, just so you don't think that what I'm reading is limited to, you know, Israel. I think it's also upon us as well. In today's time, Romans, the first chapter, if I can just get there and you can get there first, starting at verse 16. And it says, uh, you know, this is Paul saying how he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes the Greek first and then the Gentiles, right? The Greeks. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. And and therein we go back to Hosea when it talked about my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of the power of God. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. In unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. So there go knowledge right there, shown to, in this case, priests and people, individuals that are given the uh, position of disseminating the truth or knowledge. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. We're all without excuse about, oh, there is no God, or I don't follow God. We all know that there is a God. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened professing to be wise, they became fools. And I think we started out today saying, are we wise in our building of ourselves before the Lord? And therefore God, you know, but because they were professing to be wise, but they became fools. So they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image, you know, like money, mammon, <laughs> made like corruptible man, Therefore, God, just like he did with Israel, he does with us today, us being mankind that exists today. God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, exchange the truth of God for a lie, worship and serve the creature 
rather than the creator. And so for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. That's what we're seeing today. There's so many genders till we don't even know. Even though God only created two, mankind has created many. And that, and that's a reflection of what I'm going to read right now. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature, likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, of the woman burnt in their lusts for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Again, you're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I always talk about escape to heaven. But, you know, I'm saying run, 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 run from being foolish, run and escape to heaven, meaning do not do the things, do not be drunk with wine, do not... be clouded in your vision, perception, and imagination. Run, escape from the things of the world and run to the things of the law. Do not forget the law of God. Do not believe that you can still participate in sinful behavior because Jesus came. Jesus came to bring grace and truth, meaning that the law is still relevant. But Jesus came so that when we fall short, his our faith in him will still take us that measure that God himself is seeing how he's seeing righteousness, judgment, uh, the grace of Jesus, right, puts us in right standing with God. And so, therefore, we, we've heard the way how the Lord is pursuing this and thinking about this. And I wanted to go to first. Uh, Corinthians, I thought I had it set aside. First Corinthians, um, I can locate it. Verse number, chapter number three. And there it talks about being a wise master builder. I'm building some things and my, my, my construction guy got a little upset with me yesterday and he said, don't you know I am a master Builder In 1 Corinthians 3rd chapter, starting at verse 10, it says, and, and I believe this is Paul again, according to the grace of God, which was given to him as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how you build on the foundation. We, we saw the Lord himself saying how he had a stone set in Zion and that it was a sure foundation. And so for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus, which is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day, the day of judgment, will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort is it. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt, 
He will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, set aside. Which temple you and I are? Saints of God, that's where I'm going to end it. Today's message was about be a wise builder, uh, run away from intoxication of wine and holotry and pursue the law, knowing that that means pursue Jesus because he is the fulfillment of the Lord and, and grace is inherent in Jesus. Amen. So I pray for all of us, Father God. Thank you for this word today. Thank you for encouraging us, alerting us, warning us <laughs> that uh, your people lack knowledge and mainly the knowledge of the revelation of the power of you, the power of your word, the Holy Spirit, and the love, the love, Lord God, the mercy. So, Lord, we just reach up to you because we have nothing else, no one else. And we thank you, Lord, for deliverance, 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 which is ours because of being your children due to our obedience. Amen. I love you. Be encouraged and keep it moving for Jesus is coming back. Amen. And I hope, I know, I pray that we are all ready and serving in the capacity that our Father has predestined for us. Hey, be blessed. Have a great day. God bless you. Bye. Anybody want to see you love one?